This is the Next Level Running Podcast, brought to you by the expert coaches at Rundoyan, helping runners of all levels crush their goals on race day by matching you with the perfect coach or training plan. Hello, and welcome back to the Next Level Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Phillips, here to introduce this month's Instagram Live replay with ninth place finisher and top American at the World Championships in Budapest, Lindsay Flanagan, where she talks about nutrition and hydration in the buildup to her fantastic marathon performance. You won't want to miss this conversation uh, between Coach Lindsay and our in-house nutritionist, Coach Will Benitez, as they dig into what fueling changes Lindsay made for this cycle that clearly worked. It's a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is Coach Lindsay Flanagan and our in-house nutritionist, Coach Will Benitez. Hello, everybody. I am excited. Sorry for that awkward pause. <laughs> I'm excited to be here and go live today with Lindsay Flanagan, who is already, well, already here, I think first in, in the room. Lindsay, you are about to join me. Going live with Lindsay Flanagan here in just a second. There you are. Hey, how's it going? I am good. Sorry, I had to just, I was, I wanted to disconnect my Bluetooth to make sure nothing interfered with the audio here. No, this is great. I have not done this in so long. I was like, I don't even remember. Do I like request? And then it all worked great. So. Yeah. And you were the first one in the room. So <laughs> that, that was great. You're, you're just checking off. Um, okay. Um, Pause one second. Bear with me. I'm gonna get my charger right here. Perfect. I knew there was one thing that I was forgetting, but you know, for me, as I think you know, and others, maybe if they were like really trying to uh, tune in, what was it, Wednesday? Um, I've been sick or no, maybe it was Tuesday. I oh, forget now. You have not been well. No, no, I'm, I'm still on the, you know, I'm still recovering. Okay. Um, I'm glad we could do this then. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I appreciate your flexibility and everyone here who had their calendar marked for this conversation, especially, uh, you know, right off your, your, you know, awesome marathon in Budapest, which I'm sure we'll be talking about here. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are really excited about this one. So thank you all for your patience and Lindsay, especially thank you for your patience. So we'll do some super quick introductions, then dive in. So we're not taking up, you know, too much of your time, Lindsay, and everyone else's time. Let's do it. Um, yeah, awesome. I'll start with myself and then uh, we'll head over to you for an intro and then we'll just dive right in. Sounds Mine is super brief. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Will. I am the uh, nutritionist here with Rondoyan ever since uh, its founding, which is, uh, you know, 2018, January 2018. It's been 
it's kind of crazy when I think about how long we've, we've been around for. It's super exciting also. Um, and as always, I am the host of these Instagram Lives with our wonderful coaches here with Rundoin. And Lindsay is up next for us. So Lindsay, do you want to just do a brief intro and then we'll, we'll just keep trucking along here? Yes. Um, I'm Lindsay Flanagan. I am also a coach at Rundoin. I think I've been with them since 2018, which is it's crazy how fast the time goes, but it's been super rewarding. I love coaching. I also run professionally for ASICs, uh, mostly marathon, but also you know, dabble in the half and you know the shorter ones uh, when I need to. So, yeah, awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. And like I said, you are coming off a fantastic performance uh, in Budapest at, at Worlds. Uh, where I have your stat here. You ran at 227.47 on a very hot day. And and the hot part is really important because we are going to talk about um, how you prepared for that, mm-hmm. like even leading up to it, but then definitely on race day, like what that called for. Um, and uh, a ninth place finish. So top 10 performance at World. So congrats to you. I know the Rundoin family shared that with you uh you know right after it happened but yes. since i have you live here i have to say congratulations to you yes thank uh, you. it was it was fun i mean i'm relieved it's over like anytime you're in a hot championship race i feel like it's just a little bit more nerve-wracking than just like a, okay i'm gonna go and and follow a pacer and click it off but i think that's also what makes it kind of fun like when you don't really know exactly what's going to happen and there's some like crazy elements with the heat and i think that kind of levels the playing field when you have women that have run 214 you're like all right well how is everyone going to handle this though so yeah yeah and and so i don't know much about the weather um in budapest but is is that like normal for the heat that happened or is that not expected (laughs) no they were like i think it was like the hottest day on record or that they had ever had oh my gosh it was of course (laughs) I feel like that just happens, but I mean, it does get warm there. I think when we started, I like was pretty good about not even looking at the weather. Like, I mean, we knew it was going to be hot, but I think I saw after it was like maybe like 73 at the start and maybe like 85 by the time it was done. So it was definitely probably one of the the warmest marathons I've done. Yeah, for sure. So at some point, like maybe that week, you knew that that was coming. Yeah. knew like kind of in the lead up of the race I mean if you're choosing to do an August marathon like you know more likely like than not it's probably going to be warm unless like some crazy cold spell comes in so which actually did the week after it was like highs of 60 lows of 40 (laughs) I was like well that would have been great Uh, but yeah we knew and so a lot of the prep that went into it was kind of like getting ready for kind of conditions yeah 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 so so what did that look like like when you kind of knew like you said you knew when it was you know august that it was going to be a warm one mm-hmm. um so whether like right away like all summer long what are you kind of thinking about what are you doing to kind of prepare for a warm marathon in august but then certainly as you get closer you're like oh it's going to be that warm yeah. um what does that look like you know week you know in terms of like race week yeah for sure I- I think a lot of it um, kind of in the lead up, like it's great that it was summer here. So I think that really helped. But I think one of the biggest things was fueling. And this is something that like my athletes or all the athletes can kind of do if you're kind of approaching a warm marathon. I like trained my stomach to take in more water. Like normally, you know, we're very lucky to get our bottles every, you know, 5K. But normally that's only like four ounces of fluid if it's like a cold day. But I trained myself to kind of get in at least eight ounces every 5 
which is significantly more than I've ever taken in. And also um, like kind of trained my stomach to take in more carbs. I was like, you're going to be like, obviously burning through energy really fast. Like you're going to be like depleted pretty early, kind of like up to the carbs per hour from like 20 grams. Like I normally was doing to like 60, which is like way more than I ever was doing. But that was just like a game changer. So I think like nutrition standpoint, like that was, that's something that anyone can kind of do that's prepping for a marathon that might be a little bit warmer and then kind of also just like getting used to warmth i think it was like a three-week protocol of kind of like going into the sauna um after you know you're done running for like 20 minutes when your core temperature is pretty warm and, and i know that's not something that everyone can do like you know every single day kind of like with their schedules but like even if you like are looking maybe you're running chicago and you recognize like oh it's it might be a little bit warm like maybe in the week leading up they say it only takes you know seven to nine days to really maximize that like maybe add in a, a little bit of like you know things like that mm -hmm. so what about people i want to go back to your carbs and yes and of, you know liquid and that. All that. but before that you, you know with the sauna i, I gotta stay there so uh, like you said not everyone can do that and i think you said like not every day and you know most people don't have access to a sauna yeah. um or gym with a sauna i'm jealous of those <laughs> who even do um so so but, but people can still you know um acclimate acclimatize to mm -hmm. to the heat um without a sauna so but what does that look like like when you get back from a run are you just throwing layers on are you wearing extra layers when you go out on that run what does it look like sauna removed from the situation yeah i think I think they said like if you aren't coming from a warm climate and like you can't do the sauna like then it is it's just kind of like layering up and it's great like a lot of people that are getting ready for the marathons like it is summer so like you are a little bit more acclimated than you'd be if you're running a boston and you've been training like you know in the winter and it's you're used to the cold but then yeah something else you can do is like don't overdo it because obviously you're already stressed from like marathon training and everything but you do like just wearing like maybe before like running with maybe like a long and like pants for like maybe your runs like obviously prioritize the the hard runs because that's where you want to actually like you know hit your time feel good but for your runs definitely like kind of layering up and wearing some clothes i think uh something that anyone could kind of okay gotcha so stay comfortable for your you know your key workouts yeah. your your long runs that kind of stuff but the easy stuff yeah where you have room for stressing your system out a little bit it doesn't more. matter and you're like i could just be a little bit more relaxed with this than to just like pop on some layers um and that might become like something that people do like i mean now september will start to get a little bit colder so if people are running chicago and they see it's going to be hot maybe like the two weeks out just like readjusting to the the warmth that you kind of had throughout the summer right right yeah that's great and then of course if you have a sauna <laughs> then you just then... pop in there i think i'm gonna get one from my garage i was like that just seems a little bit more cleanly than like sharing with everyone at the gym but you know again like not everyone has access to that so yeah totally and there are like you know pretty affordable ones like low-key maintenance with like you know the infrared like you just plug into the outlet and you're good to go you don't have to have like a whole kit delivered you know thousands of dollars those are great like do it if you can but you know you can kind of keep it small potatoes if you have to and still probably get the job done for sure um awesome okay i'm glad we kind of we could we could dig into that a little bit so yeah you mentioned um and how you worded it was like you trained your stomach and i love the way you, you worded that because when i hear train i think practice so you you were intentional about hydration and fueling mm -hmm. you know like and and 
knowing what you will need and then like taking the steps to actually do that so so what did that look like so when i'm working with with clients you know obviously it's like well like we're going to practice on long run day what you're hoping to do or what we you know eventually want you to do on race day mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other opportunities there are all those other runs that aren't long run days um to also practice because when it comes to training the stomach the, the stomach it, it, it's just opportunity yeah. right all those runs are opportunities to train the stomach to better tolerate more liquid more fuel so what did it look like for you in terms of training your stomach did you kind of intentionally fuel and hydrate more than you knew you probably needed to but you did that because you knew you it would pay off later um just what are some details about that for you yeah so this is something i feel like anyone can kind of do so i wanted to figure out like how much fluid like i actually needed so it's great like it's hot here very similar to what i knew conditions were going to be like so um on like for like three weeks i was kind of like tracking my sweat rate so it's really easy to do like you weigh yourself before you run like you weigh yourself after and you figure out like how much you know how many pounds you're losing and you figure out like how much fluid you need to kind of get in to make that not happen so then once i kind of figured that out it was like every workout day every long run day i was taking in you know a lot of fluid to make sure that didn't happen where you kind of maintain like the best you can and what it came out to was like getting in at eight ounces um every 5k which is 24 ounces an hour i mean that's still a lot of of fluid but um but again like right away i couldn't do it i had like myself over like a three month span of time yeah yeah 24 ounces of fluid especially at like some pretty good paces like that's i think the <laughs> also the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> you know if you're if you're like slogging along i think it's easier to consume whatever it is you're trying to consume right yeah. but when you're when you're kind of hitting some pretty good paces there um yeah 24 ounces is is a challenge now did you work that up from like 16 ounces or even less actually you said maybe eight yeah. ounces right I was probably closer to like 12 normally oh, like 12 ounces and if i'm running like a tokyo like i did in march where it was cold like mm -hmm. i think it was 40 when we started so obviously i don't need 24 ounces of water in that kind of race but yeah. kind of knowing that like we were going to be approaching a hot race like i think it's beneficial for everybody like that's getting ready for the fall marathon like just to be safe like figure out maybe how much water you actually like need because even talking to my athletes like we played around with fueling and they're like oh when i get in more electrolytes or things like that mm. i'm running i feel so much better so it's just like really easy little changes that like seem like they're hard to do but they're actually like if you just kind of practice it's it's not you know it's manageable yeah the idea of it always seemed harder than it is and it, it might be hard at first but once right. you get into a rhythm with it you realize so i want to get into electrolytes because you just mentioned that but before i do that um did you learn like was this your first time increasing your your water consumption your fluids to that point to that level yeah okay. i actually like of course like not everyone can do this i did like a sweat test to figure out like how much sodium i was actually losing and then you figure out your sweat rate and like exactly how much you need to like replenish so that was a really cool kind of aspect to have <laughs> but then yeah i think like also you have to play around with like sodium and things like that because um it's little things that like that that make such a big difference and like the cramping and i cramped terrible in new york last year and i knew i needed to kind of change some things yeah yeah so i'm curious since this is like yeah since you had this experience now under your belt will you go back to let's say 12 ounces of water per you know roughly hour or will you um will you kind of keep it to you know 2024 20, yeah i think i'm gonna reduce i think like reduce. If it's a cooler, I think 
think they say like 500 milliliters, which is like right around 16 ounces. Like that's like pretty good. Yeah. Um, I a colder race, but like, yeah, I think for a hotter one, like I think Orlando will be warm in February. So for me, I was like, got a lot of confidence being like, okay, you can actually take in a lot more than you thought. And it actually really helped. So, yeah. That's a good point about Orlando. So you may really want to be practicing because it'll be here. You'll be, we'll be in the winter time. Yeah. Like you will need or feel like you need way less than you probably, you know, um, will be drinking. Um, but then, yeah, you'll be needing a lot more for Orlando. So that's a really, you know, this is probably really, really good practice mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, implementing it again in just a few months. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so you mentioned electrolytes and actually it's Sam um, who added a comment, uh, which is right along the line of, of what I was thinking here. So Sam's comment, do you drink just water or with drink mix? And I guess we can add electrolytes to that because that was my, my question. We're talking about water intake, but I imagine it's not 100% water. Oh, no. All those ounces of fluid. Yeah. So, so what, I, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, of course. Of course. So it was like, we're very lucky we get bottles every 5k. So um, I alternated every 5k, like one 5k was like, um, I used precision hydration and fuels. So I used like their drink mix. And then the next station was plain water in a gel, which has like 30 grams of carbs. And then the next one was like back to drink mix with water. So kind of like alternated it because like, you don't need over a like large amount of sodium, but kind of like making sure you're getting enough. And then like, the gels are just like really easy, like, high amounts of carbs that is like it's it's like you should just do that because it's easy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay gotcha and then did you train so that was during the marathon did you train with those products or similar products for the last like couple, couple months or weeks yeah probably the entire buildup i trained with it so that's something i've told my athletes like definitely when you're going to these races like look on the website like what they're gonna have on the course because like if you've trained with goo and they have morden out there like you're gonna be shocked when you take that first gel and it's i mean i don't know if you've tried it it's just it's very very different so yeah. a lot of people end up grabbing what's on the course but like if you don't know what that is like probably not gonna work so i mean like fanny yep. packs you use like belts like anything like that just i would always recommend like take what you've been practicing with like don't leave it to chance and take what's out there yeah or if if you don't like to carry your you, stuff because i have this but they have like that. exactly yeah, practice with yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and get specific because I, I literally like two days ago no right before i got sick so maybe like three or four days ago um was on a, on a call with a client and um he what did he say he said oh they use oh noon they use noon on, on yeah. the course um yeah. And I've been using noon and we're trying to work out the calories per hour and factoring in noon. He was factoring 16 grams of carbs per hour from the noon. And I was like, well, are they using like the regular electrolyte powder or tablets? Or are they using like, their more like one? Yeah, right. Exactly. So like their, their electrolyte one's not 16 grams of carbs. It's like oh, maybe four. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's like negligible. Um, so he was like, oh, you know what? I should probably contact them. So I think, I think that's, that's good. Like it was a good lesson for him to learn. Sure. Like, even if they just say we use Gatorade or we use noon or we use you can find out the specifics of what's going to be there. If you're going to be planning on using mm -hmm. that, um, as fuel or as, as, as your, you know, your drink mix, because yeah, it could just be electrolytes and you have no fuel, um, or you're going to be, you know, grabbing new fuel that you didn't practice with. And it's always good to just know, what you're yeah. going to be getting into like, like, and then practice again like if you can the more you can practice like yeah you what they have like in training but if you don't like it then just like stash some of your own stuff yeah 
Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so I want to move on to nutrition, specifically around like nutrition that you um, maybe even like recent, like recently, I don't know, worked with or what you maybe changed up race week or maybe what you just focused on race week, particularly as it as it pertained to to the heat. But even in general, just it was a marathon race week. So maybe just as it pertains to um, racing the marathon. Um, but before we move on to that, is there anything else on hydration and electrolytes and uh, fluid intake, anything that you wanted to mention or emphasize? Um, I think just one other thing, and this is something anyone could do, like if you're having a warm race coming up, like preloading the night before in the morning of, like with like a stronger concentration of electrolytes, just kind of like gets you, you know, on like a level kind of, you know, feel and like I have an athlete she's trying to do like three noon tabs like the morning of a race which seems like a ton because that's quite a lot of sodium but I mean that's just like all about the preloading so even just trying things like that I think is is smart yeah and and yeah so alleviate anyone who just heard that and is like well that sounds crazy that if I'm not mistaken if it's like their typical um noon tablet is only like roughly 900 milligrams yeah. of sodium um, and Element, as you probably know, is like increasingly popular, um, mainly sodium electrolyte replenisher, which is a thousand milligrams per packet. Yeah. Um, and that's, as I'm sure you know, like only, like that's, that's really not really what people are, are um, it's not even, I don't say not even close, but people are losing far more than that per hour of training. And they, that's just the numbers seem high. So often that kind of scares them away. But um, if anything, I would say for the three noon tablets, the, the main consideration for most people there would just be that sweetness, like that that flavor. That's probably a huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I use the precision, which I think mine had like 70 um, mm -hmm. milligrams of sodium. So it is like a very salty drink, but like put it in the fridge the night before, make it sure it's cold and it's very easy. Just like get it down. And it's going to help your race so much that like totally. if you think, that way like you can you could do it you could get it down so yeah 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 you can get yeah, squeeze your nose yeah, just try just it. <laughs> you'll be fine and for people who like are really sensitive to, to that sweet or or yeah whether it's just the taste or the sugars ideally it's not the sugars if you're going to be using the, the but if it's that sweet yeah um a lot of these products have like a have an unflavored or um yeah we'll just call it unflavored they're using different terms for each each product mm -hmm. but where it's like it's something that's not necessarily not sweetened but it's not like with with extra you know um natural or artificial sweeteners to yeah. kind of alleviate that for people who just can't deal with too much sweet um okay so let's transition to like i said the the nutrition side of things the food side of things so um any any like changes that you made building up to this marathon and then specifically as you got closer to race day any nutritional changes that you made as it pertained to the heat as it pertained to going international uh, or going yeah going overseas um anything that you were forced to make because what you ate all the time was no longer available yeah. let's talk about all that yeah i feel like like race week like obviously you like first couple days like you kind of are eating like normal and it was great we had this like cafeteria that had like all the staples like meat rice pasta things like that like anything you could kind of want but i would say probably starting um wednesday so wednesday thursday friday you just gradually start to increase the amount of carbs and i have celiac so i can't have like wheat but for me that just means like you know, maybe it's like less, you know, protein and it's more like rice and things like that. Those are, so, that's so easy to digest. 
and it's something you can get literally anywhere in the world like i've raised everywhere and like you can always get rice so i <laughs> I mean, to the point where like some like sometimes if I'm going to like a race, you don't know what they're going to have. You could even bring like those microwavable like bags of rice because you're like, OK, if, if for some reason I can't find this in Tokyo, which of course you're going to find it because you're in Japan, like you could just like have your rice. So, um, yeah, so I think just like gradually throughout the week, like upping carbs. And I talked to some of my athletes and they're like, no, I feel terrible when I'm carbo loading. But sometimes that just means because I think a lot of people are like, that means I need to eat like so much more. And it's not necessarily being like so much more. It's just kind of uh, transitioning to more carbs than like fat and protein. I think that's sometimes why people feel sick because they're like way overdid the pasta like the night before. And it's like, no, no, just like kind of keep it normal. But just like, you know, increase that. Yeah, yeah. Or often like people are maintaining their their fat and protein. Mm -hmm. And what they were doing, were, and then layering more more carbs. That. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, you know, they're eating a quarter more of their total caloric intake mm. out of nowhere. You know, sometimes even just the night before the race. Yeah. Like, oh no, your body's not ready for that, and that also isn't what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Like taper down the protein, fat, increase the carbs. Yeah, and then you do you just kind of feel like heavy because you're like, oh man, I ate too much. <laughs> and so, you did. Yeah, and you're like, well, you accidentally did, but you didn't mean to. So. I that and then like I always bring my own breakfast and that's something I tell yeah. my like you just control everything you can like bring like if you know you like to have like a certain cereal in the morning before your race like bring it with to the race like that's something so easy and like for me um like I knew it was going to be hot so mm -hmm. I can't do like, a cup of coffee if it's hot so I just like got a couple like espresso shots put them in the fridge and like had them in the morning but just like little things like that like the more you can can kind of like roll in the mm -hmm. lead up I think, like mentally the better you feel so like bring your breakfast like have that kind of like dialed in ahead of time and just like stick with what you've practiced training. like you know all the things we kind of you know have been like drilled in us yeah yeah so you brought your rice I, I think for I didn't for, need it so and you didn't need it but you brought it um did you bring your espresso no of course or like a great there they had um you know you're in europe so the, the coffee is so good so i did in the morning like i mean i got it the night before like we're not going for like tastiness in the morning i was like this is going to be cold but i just want to like get it down because nothing's open at you know 3 30 or 4 in the morning so sure, sure. <laughs> yeah took it down like again it doesn't taste good um and then i like always just have like you know a couple bowls of cereal so i like brought the cereal with that i normally eat because the likelihood of that being in budapest is like probably pretty slim so sure 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 and then how about any like um like evening foods like did you bring anything with you for like the evening special leading up to race day uh -huh. where you probably have more of a ritual around what you Not, eat? I I mean, I think I brought like some snacks that I normally would eat, like bars and like certain kinds of breads and like they don't really do peanut butter over there. So of course, like I bring peanut butter, things mm. like that. But like in the lead, I feel like I'm pretty relaxed though still just like eating, like as long as you're eating things that are normal, that you're not like, oh, I'm going to have curry the night before. And I had that before. So then I would say like, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, like, I mean, as long as like, if you're like at a, um, you know, your marathon, like, I mean, it's kind of boring, but like I've had friends gone to like the Outback steakhouse like in Boston because they're like well I know I can get chicken and a potato but it's like it doesn't need to be glamorous the night before just like find something that you know is gonna work yeah totally yeah that's that's the key you do not you're that close you do not yeah you don't need to go find like the finest foods of Chicago like save the hot dog for after it is delicious but, like you don't need it the day before yeah yeah enjoy enjoy the cuisine like like you said after that's part of your celebration for, for sure so when it comes to carbo since you mentioned that I want to ask a couple things on that 
do you it sounds like you definitely don't recommend like doing it only on the day before um and and it's not, not necessarily what you recommend but what what you found yourself doing mm-hmm. um did you like were you increasing your carbs um or adjusting you know that that ratio um at like each of your meals do you kind of layer in you know extra snacks throughout the day what does that kind of look like in the like, two or three days leading up to your race yeah so i mean it was like one of those right like we had access to like rice and potatoes at every meal so like normally like lunch for me is like a sandwich or like an omelet and like some fruit but a lot of it now was just like maybe i just had like you know like a plate of rice like you know like a cup of rice with like a little bit of like chicken or something um but basically like a lot of that meal like boring rice or potatoes mm-hmm. and basically like keep the breakfast the same but then lunch and dinner, it's just like kind of taking out like eggs and peanut butter and stuff and just kind of like adding extra carbs okay yeah. Now, what about um, vegetables? You know, people, uh, you know, it's like fiber. It's like this. It's, yeah. it's the one where everyone's a little different. Like, how much do I get? What what kind of fibrous vegetables, right? So what does fiber, or what does, sorry, vegetables look like in, in those few days leading up to race? Yeah, I feel like two days out, like, I'm still kind of like, I'm still eating, like, some vegetables, like, kind of eating a little bit more normal. But, like, I would say the day before, like, I pretty much, like, I have a couple bananas probably throughout the day, maybe, like, you know, like, an orange, like, some fruit, but, like, pretty, I would say, like, I don't even think I had any vegetables the day before that. I was, like, this is not the time to be, like, I need to be super, like, healthy and get in all my nutrients. It's, like, you've gotten that in for months and months, like, the day before, you don't need to have your salad that day. So, I mean, I don't think a little bit of vegetables is going to make you sick, but I think just, like, if you can control just, like, not having a lot of fiber, like, just kind of out the day before yeah. yeah totally yeah i don't think that that is the day what i usually tell people around vegetables is that's probably not the day for you know a bunch of broccoli or beans i say if anything like if you want like a small side salad fine. you know at lunch or something like that's probably fine some tomatoes usually not a problem for people yeah um but the the crunchy ones you know if you didn't cook them and they're like extra crunchy doesn't matter if you cook them or not like you probably don't need those exactly and again it's like the day before the race you don't need to be like the healthy version of yourself like you'll you will eat vegetables after the race so it's okay just skip one day yeah yeah totally um okay and then any any nutritional adjustments that you made for this training block um that you think like just really stood out to you i think for me it was just like getting in more carbs during the long runs and that's something i told all my athletes like you can visit, you can feel the difference. Like if I don't take anything, I feel horrible the next day. But like, if you can get the carbs, like when you're doing these long runs and doing these hard sessions, you just recover so much faster. So every single long run, you know, and workout and practicing getting in those carbs and like the next day, of course, like you're tired, but I felt like I could bounce back super fast. I was ready to do, you know, a hard workout in another day. And if I wasn't those carbs during training, I don't think that would have been the case. Yeah, that's what I, I've, I've heard that so many times now from athletes who are like kind of experimenting because there's a lot of like high carb mixes out yeah. there now with, with various brands. Um, and they're noticing that too. They're noticing like just, just faster, like they didn't think that they would mm. like it and they're just doing it because they're just experimenting. Um, and they're noticing like, yeah, faster recovery times. Mm-hmm. Um, according to them, like they're just feeling better later on, like throughout the day sure. and even, even into the next day. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's great to kind of see that that is actually the experience too. Yeah. And it does. And I talk to my athletes all the time and they're like, oh, I felt great. Like on Monday after my 20 mile run. And they're like, but I also took in like 
so many carbs. I got all my fluids in and I was like, oh, well that, and they're like, I, I've never felt this good before. And I was like, I know this is great. Like one, you're fit, but two, like you, you took in the carbs and everything. So it makes sense that you feel probably a lot better. Yeah. You're just less in the hole, right? Like you're just, you've, you've just, you know, properly, um, you know, fueled the run, but then also had enough for you know your recovery. So you're not like, yeah, trying to get out of that hole. It's not as deep of a hole. Sure. Um, I'm curious for you, do you lean, or oh, especially during this last training cycle, like did you lean kind of more gels or liquid calories? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I actually, this is the first training cycle I really actually was doing gels. I think I had told myself for like the longest time, like, oh, gels are gonna give me like a stomach ache. Like, I don't think I could do that. But it, again, it was one of those things, like you just need to find a product that works. Like there's a million yeah. gel brands out there, like go and try a couple and figure out one that works. And like, they're just also so easy to like carry and say like I have a bottle in the, you know, the marathon, if I could just like take a gel out of like my, my bra and like have it there, that's just such a valuable thing. So I actually um, was doing like equal gels and drink mix, but the first time I actually brought in the gels, so. Okay, and, and then like, were you just training in that way for, you know, the last few months? Yeah, for like 12 weeks, it was like the exact same thing. And so I think that just takes away the anxiety you feel about like, oh, I might feel sick, but it's like, but you didn't feel sick for 12 weeks. So like, why would you feel sick today? Like that, that doesn't make sense. So that's yeah. why I tell people, like, find what you're gonna use and use it for like, even if it's only six weeks, I'm not saying you have to do it for like 12 weeks, but the more you can like do it, the better you're gonna feel about it. Yeah, no, were they supplying, and I know you went over some details in the beginning, but were they supplying gels at the race or was it just the liquid um, fuel? I don't even think they had a specific, no, they didn't even have like a fueling, because because we get our bottles, um, they okay, didn't yeah. like, uh, you know, a drink mix for us. They had ice and like sponges, which was great. Oh, sure. yeah. no, no extra fuel. Okay, so so how did you, um, cut, like how many did you, you know, you can name your, the, the gel brand that you use if you want, but, um, like, was that a lot of trial in terms of like getting to that gel that you ultimately settled on? Yeah, it was like, I can't do like a ton of like flavor or like thick or like, it took me a while, but then yeah, I use precision and they're so easy to get down. Like they're pretty bland. Like they're like, you know, you can taste that you're having like a gel, but it's not like this like blast of sweetness. And I couldn't do some of the ones that are like super chunky that like other people kind of like. So yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, but like once you figure it out, I mean, it's easy and the best part is gels are like a dollar so you could just go to the running store and get like six different gels and be like okay i'm gonna try you know these over the course of like two weeks and just see what i like yeah yeah awesome yeah and some i would say the there are many gels that are well over a dollar <laughs> yeah some are tough to get down <laughs> there's a very popular one that i won't name and it's great Nor but, it's but we all know what it is yeah. <laughs> Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it like relatively speaking, it is a really affordable and important um, um, component to mm. to especially marathon training. Yeah. Um, and and there, like you said, there are so many you know different options out there, and it really is something you can go to a running store, and they're usually going to carry at least three different for kinds, sure. Um, or you can just experiment, and you can experiment with only liquid um, nutrition. Actually, I don't know if you mentioned this, and I don't think I asked about it. But why did you decide, oh, I'm going to try gel? Was it because of the convenience of, because you could, you could have figured out and you have figured out liquid calories like how to get enough liquid calories. So what, what was the, um, the logic around increasing or, or introducing calories during your marriage? Yeah. It, it's not calories. Sorry. The gels. gels. Yeah. 
it was actually so I figured out how much sodium I actually needed per hour and I didn't need a lot of those uh, drink mixes have quite a bit of sodium so the gels I use actually don't so it was the perfect thing to alternate like a saltier like carb mix with like an, a non salted you know gel so that's kind of how I originally got into it I was like oh this mm -hmm. doesn't have does this like nails the number that I need for the hour but then I just realized like how convenient it is and like if you miss the bottle which is something that happens to us all the time like how great that you could just like take out a gel and have that with you so I was like you tell your athletes to use gels all the time like you better follow like what you preach so um I'm happy I did because that was the best I felt so wow okay that's awesome and I'm, I'm glad I asked that that final question that, that came to me um because yeah, I was really curious about, yeah, what made you kind of bring gels in? Because you've had success just using, mm -hmm. you know, the bottles. Um, but clearly this worked out really well. Now, is this something you think you'll use again in Orlando? It will, yeah. I mean, the research is there. Like, you want to get in more. Mm -hmm. Me like, only taking in, like, 20 grams of carbs because, like, I thought, like, my stomach wasn't handling it. Like, I do not recommend that. Like, the more, the better. So I think I that's doing such an easy thing that you can change. So mm -hmm. I'm the little changes are what you know really make the you like have these breakthroughs so i'm gonna definitely keep doing what i'm doing but like probably will lessen the water if um you know it's not nearly as hot yeah no i haven't i haven't read the research on it lately but you know kind of a, a while ago now i want to say probably even like six seven years i i was i heard i should say um that like the more fit you are like 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 your level fit right um the more efficient your body is at metabolizing the carbs consumed during uh during training um where and then ultimately like what the takeaway was was that you don't need as many carbs coming in mm -hmm. but like i and again i haven't really kept up on on that nuance um because for me what it sounded like with your experience is like okay yes i'm sure that that first part is true like the more fit you are the more efficient your body is at doing <laughs> a lot of things um but yet you have increased your carbs have felt great while doing so your body's not rejecting you saying whoa this is way more than i ever needed like you're killing me here no digestive distress no no headaches or anything like post-race um so i don't know i'm like well you're you're you know making me want to look back into that because i don't know how how true that is like, i think yes your body probably is super efficient but i think it's probably like the takeaway was wrong, I think. Maybe you are so efficient and therefore you can tolerate as many carbs as you can tolerate. Yeah, I saw like recently like 60 to 80, like they want you to kind of even like at 80, which for me just seems like that's so many carbs. But like, I mean, eventually maybe you can work your way there. But then like even talking mm -hmm. to someone like Cam Levins in Tokyo, he's like, oh, I get at least 80. Like I have to take that. So I'm like, wow. Yeah one of the fittest men in the world and like you're t taking that much so i was like who am i to not be taking it in? like carbs like if he is so i've seen numbers higher i've seen like 90 to 120 yeah. which sounds crazy but i think that the subjects were in like the ultra endurance field like, i don't know if they were like lean they it's like the stomach jostling is kind of what throws um yeah. you know like throw a wrench into things it so. really can so yeah yeah, if it's like 120, if it was a cycling based study, then clearly like that number is going to be lower for runners. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you're saying, like even 60 for most people is going to be like, what? Like, yeah. way, how is that possible? But, you know, kind of like what we're saying about all this stuff is like practice it yeah. and see how you feel. And and almost don't even, I wouldn't say, I say two things. I'm curious to hear what you think about it. I would say don't jump right to it. Like, 
like all of a sudden like oh. if you've been at whatever 20 don't jump to 60 no. tomorrow um like work your way up um and if 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 you like maybe you didn't work your way up in the right kind of way and i would say if, if the first time you're at like the gold number or whatever it didn't work out super well i would say maybe try that again mm -hmm. if you can maybe with different fuel or maybe maybe do it the same exact way that's to be determined um and and then, and then truly like assess it i would say i never really rely on one test yeah. outcome to kind of yeah just sum, sum it all up um so it sounds like you agree I, yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't like make the biggest change ever like gradually builds it up like you're gonna like make it'll it'll probably take a little bit of time like you said like the first time might not be like oh this is perfect but like over the span of a marathon block like you're gonna figure it out yeah totally especially if you have you know a coach that you can kind of just talk For things you know talking out with that's gonna be super super helpful um okay so i'm curious after all this super successful race again congratulations to you on it um what are some, if anything, like some changes that you might, changes, adjustments, whatever, tweaks um, that you might be making in your next training cycle? Yeah, I mean, we did, I changed a lot of things this cycle, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, this was kind of my, like, experimental cycle, like, trying some different workouts, like, playing with volume. And that's, like, I always take feedback from my athletes that they are like, oh, I want to try to run a little bit more. Like, I want to, like, maybe increase, like, you know, my pace in the, in the long run, maybe hold like steadier paces. Um, I'm always open to that. Like, I mean, you should feel confident in like your training and like, I always want feedback. So this build up was that, I mean, we tried mm -hmm. different things. So, um, that was actually great. Cause I'll probably take a lot of what I did in this one, kind of use it in the next one. Gotcha. Awesome. And of course the weather will be different. So you may be you know, it, naturally, like, nah, we don't know. So <laughs> that's true. Um, Okay. Well, awesome. Um, Lindsay, any other, any other um, tips or points you want to emphasize for, for folks listening? I'm, 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 I'm thrilled with what we've covered yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like right now we're kind of in like crunch time for like, I feel like Berlin's in two weeks, Chicago's yeah. in two weeks, obviously New York. I think we're like, we still got eight weeks, but I think like everyone's probably, you know, in the heaviest part of their buildup right now. So just like, you know, you're probably tired and like, you know, questioning your fitness, but it's like, you know, you are fit, like the taper will bring that out. And like, as long as you keep like fueling and kind of like getting yourself like in a good space, you're ready on race day. So it might be hot now. You might be like, oh, I'm struggling so much, but like hopefully by October, you know, weather will cooperate it's going to get cooler and you're going to feel so much better so um so yeah just hang in there you everyone's like on the home stretch awesome i love that we're going to end with those wonderful words of of just confidence boosting <laughs> pep talk from from lindsay flanagan wisdom yes definitely well awesome lindsay thank you so much um it was great catching up with you um good luck in in you know uh your future racing of course and i'm sure we'll see you before i, I want to say we'll see you before Orlando. Yeah. i'll try to make sure that that happens that'd be great if it's possible and if not on the other side of it for sure yeah for sure i'm around so yeah thanks for having me and yeah, yeah talk again soon yeah and real quick lindsay how can people get in touch with you for those who may want to uh see if you being a coach for them is is right for them yeah i am um up on the run joy insight just click on my page you can shoot me a message schedule a call i'm around would love to chat all things 
marathon, but really any race distance. So awesome. Love it. Thank you, Lindsay. And expect some messages, I think, from folks who are going to be inspired to be coached by a top 10 world marathon finisher. For uh, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Bye. Now, that was a great conversation. I want to thank Coach Lindsay. She's been on the podcast a few times in the last couple of months. And so I really want to thank her taking some time uh, as she's in that post-marathon recovery uh, to sit down with Coach Will and, and, and chat about uh, her buildup and her preparation with the nutrition and the hydration. And I want to thank Coach Will Benitez. You know, he does the Instagram Live uh, every month for us. And we, we try to replay those on the 13th of each month. I'll be back on the 26th. I've got a great conversation. Uh, lined up for the 26th with Ryan Vale, And we talk about uh, just the, the things that he learned when that transition from being an NCAA superstar to a professional runner and one of the best runners in America. Uh, it, it's going to be a can't miss conversation. Like you're going to want to tune in on the 26th. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, but I want to tell you really quick before you go, uh, please, if you don't mind, look at the show notes today. Uh, we've got the contact information for both Coach Lindsay and Coach Will. Uh, Coach Lindsay, is, she's ready to help you crush your, your running goals. And Coach Will, he's ready to help you crush your nutritional goals. And, uh, and so don't, don't hesitate to reach out to them. That contact info is below. I also want to point you to the Next Level Running Facebook group. I've got that link there. Hey, go join that community. Um, it's there for you. Uh, there, our coaches share great advice and they answer questions. And yeah, it's just a great place to, uh, to be uh, there on Facebook. And then also I've got the at Rundoyan Instagram uh, link there. You, you can click that to go to our Instagram page and then hit that follow button. When you do that, you're going to be notified when we have these live events and you can join that conversation in real time. Coach Will does a terrific job of, of involving uh, you in the conversation, taking questions and comments. And, and so he does a great job there. So, so, so take a look at the show notes. There's some important info in there. Also, if, if, you, if you haven't had a chance to rate this podcast, We'd love for you to rate us on your podcast platform of choice. You know, I, I want that feedback. I want to be a better host for you. I want to do a better job of hosting even these replays, right? And so give us a feedback there. Give us some feedback there. Give us a rating. But, hey, look, we're going to be back on the 26th with, uh, with, with Rundoy and Coach Ryan Vell. Um, I'm super excited for that conversation. I think it's going to be a great listen. And, uh, yeah, and until next time, have a great run. Thank you for joining us here on the Next Level Running Podcast, your source for training advice from the expert coaches at Rundoyan. If you're ready to take your training and racing to the next level, head over to rundoyan.com and get matched to your ideal coach who will provide you with the highly customized online training you need for crushing your goals on race day.